Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. I know, I know my voice sounds a bit funny. After two and a half years of running away and avoiding the vid, the Rona, I have, I've eventually got it. So I do apologize for any sniffing and the, the sound of the voice, but, um, yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. And on that note, you know, I will touch on it is when I when I got my test results back and I saw it was positive, I was like, fuck, man. And the reason for that was I've obviously I'm busy training for a marathon and I've got one month left to train for the marathon. And um, immediately I started, I was like, fuck, now my training's out the window. And then I pulled myself towards myself and I'm like, you know what, Mandy, you can either let the situation control you or you can take control of the situation. And the reason I touch on that straight away, straight off the bat, right, today is a lot of the times I see many people, many of you get into a panic about things that you can't control. And we let these things overwhelm us to a point where we then forget about everything that we can control. That goes out the window because we're so fixated on the shit that you can't control. And, you know, for me, so I took a step back. I'm like, you know what? Yes, I can't control this now. I've got the vid. I've got the owner. And what are the things that I can control? So I can still control my water intake. I can control my sleep, my rest. I can control my nutrition to make sure that I have a speedy recovery. I don't know what the recovery of the owner is like. I don't know when I'll be able to start running again, but I can't control that. And I'm not going to let it bug me because at the end of the day, I need to focus on the things that I can control. So say, for instance, if we're looking at a weight loss scenario is, let's say you get invited out to a social event or a braai on a Saturday afternoon. Sometimes you would get so fixated on how you're going to control the food and the drinks at that social event or that braai, and you actually forget about the entire Saturday and the food and the activities, your steps and everything else that can be controlled. So your breakfast, for example, your lunch, your meals that are not at the social events, your drinks that are not at the social events, your steps and your activities that you can do before you go to the social event. Because you get so fixated and caught up with not being able to control one or two things later in the day, you actually forget about everything else that you can control. And that everything else off the top of my head, I'm just making up random fucking numbers here as I do is could very well be a huge percentage, 70 to 80% of the things. And the things that you can't control is maybe about 20 to 30% of the things. And I ask you there, it's like, why are we forgetting to actually focus on the things that we can control because of a minor thing that we can't control? So always remember that as you move forward. And that is not actually the topic that I want to discuss today, but I just thought it would be a very good introduction because I do know that a lot of people struggle with that. I know that for a fact. So just remember, you either let a situation control you or you take control of the fucking situation. Now, the topic that I'm going to discuss today is a topic that is brought up on a very regular basis. I get a lot of questions about it. And even yesterday when I opened up the questions for suggestions for this podcast and future episodes, I think I got about four or five suggestions to do a episode on this topic. And this topic is all about snacking. 
So controlling the urge to snack when you should be snacking, um, nighttime snacking, how you would avoid that if that's something you want to do. And just in general, you know, let's look at let's look at certain points here so that we can can combat this or not combat it, but understand why it's taking place and what you can do to navigate those unwanted urges to snack. Number one, you need to identify why you're getting the urge to snack and why you're getting these cravings, right? So you really need to sit down when it hits, when this craving hits or when the urge to snack hits, you need to sit down and write down what the root of this urge is. So is it habitual? Is it stemming from boredom? Is it stemming from stress? Is it because you are emotional or is it actual hunger? You really need to dig deep and find what the root of the cause is. And I was listening to a podcast the other day from ESG Fitness and she explained it perfectly. She's like, you need to work on the root of the problem to actually solve the problem. And she used an analogy of if you have a leaking pipe, for example, um, you can either put a bucket underneath that pipe to collect the water that's leaking and that would be your short-term solution. Or you could actually get a plumber in and you could fix that pipe. So you could find out where the leak is coming from and that leak can be fixed for good. That is your long-term solution. So essentially, yes, the bucket underneath a leaking pipe is going to be a short-term solution and it's going to be quick, it's going to be fast. But you're always going to have that fucking bucket underneath the pipe. But if you take the time to find the actual leak and fix that leak, it's fixed once and for all. So yes, it might take a bit longer to fix the leak, but that is the root of the problem that is solved. So trying to combat the urge to snack or trying to combat your cravings without actually identifying why you are getting these cravings or why you're getting these urges is not a long-term solution right? I, I want you all to understand that because you're going to be trying to patch things up, patch things up, patch things up, but you actually have no idea why it is taking place. So you need to sit down and you need to find out where these cravings or urges to snack are coming from. So if it is habitual, let's say for example, you snacking because you're watching Netflix, break that fucking habit right? Break that habit because that's all that it is. It's a habit. You are not snacking because you're hungry. You are snacking because it's a habit that you have created. You can start off by replacing your snacks with a healthier option or an option that's lower in calories. And from there, you can actually work on breaking that habit. Now, it could also stem from boredom, for example. Say you're sitting in front of your desk for eight or nine hours a day. You're bored because you, you're staring at your computer, you're working consistently, and then you get the urge to snack or that craving hits. So what you need to look at doing there is saying, yes, okay, cool. I've identified that it is stemming from boredom and I'm not hungry at all. But then you need to assess your goals and you need to ask yourself, does this align with my goals? And the answer most likely is going to be no. So then you need to find a habit that you can replace that habit with. So for example, it could be, okay, I am snacking or I am craving shit, 
because I'm bored, because I'm sitting in front of my desk for eight to nine hours, what you're going to do then is say every hour or every two hours, get up from your desk and actually go take a walk around. But doing that, you'll be replacing one habit with a habit that actually aligns with your goals and helps you lay that solid foundation of building a healthier lifestyle. Now, the next one is big. It's if it stems from stress or it's stemming from emotions, you need to identify and break that shit down. More often than not, I see people come to me and they say, I'm emotional eater or I'm stressed. And that's where you leave it. And that's, that's therein lies the problem is you leave it there because you're too scared to go investigate and find out what it is that is making you emotional or that is giving you stress because that might hurt. And I totally understand that, but you need to be brave and dig deep and break down the root of your stresses and what is making you emotional. Because until you tackle that shit head on, there is always going to be the label of I'm an emotional eater. I'm going to say this at risk. I used to be, I want to use the term emotional drinker, right? Or a stress drinker, right? If we put it in layman's terms like that. I can now call myself an emotional runner or an emotional walker, for example. And I give a cheeky little little giggle or chuckle there because I just wanted to show you the shift that can be made is I the one habit that I had when I was stressed and emotional was turning to booze and going to the pubs because that was my escape. And a lot of you will find escape within food like I did within booze. But I soon realized that that doesn't align with my goals and I need to find a new escape. And that new escape has to be something that aligns with my goals of getting healthy and losing weight. And that was walking, that was exercising and soon it became running. And that is what I do till this day. If I'm having a little bit of a bad day, I put on my running shoes or my walking shoes and a mission outside. And again, it's not forced anymore. It's second nature to me now. But in the beginning, it had to be forced because I had to break that habit of turning to booze during a difficult time. Just like you need to break that habit of turning to food through a difficult time. It's never going to be easy. I, I know that for a fact. And you must always remember that sometimes I might come across as harsh, but I'm actually speaking from experience here. So I know it's not easy but I also know that it can be done. And I also know that I was a person that was always looking for excuses. I would have the typical victim mentality. And the reason I, I identify that or I say that to you is because I want you to know is that if I could change or if I could make the changes, then I know that absolutely every single one of you can do it. And then sometimes the the urge to snack or the cravings really does stem from actual physical hunger, right? So again, you need to be very mindful in the moment to be able to identify, is this habitual, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or is this actual hunger? Is this physical hunger that has hit me now? But again, you'll only be able to know that if you are exceptionally mindful within the moment. And that brings me to point number two, the most underrated hack to combating snacking is to create a proper meal frequency. Once you've created a 
proper and a regular male frequency, you would then easily be able to identify the cravings or the hunger that you are getting or the urges that you are getting to snack. So then you can identify and you say, you know what, I usually eat breakfast at half past six in the morning. I eat lunch at 12 o'clock and I eat dinner at six o'clock. And in between that, you get a random urge to snack or a random craving. You would then be able to identify, yes, this is the norm because you've created that meal frequency, so you know now, or no, this is not in the norm, where is it stemming from? So then you can say, you know what, maybe it's stemming from habit, maybe it's stemming from boredom, etc., etc. But to be able to do that, you need to be able to create that meal frequency, that pattern within the meals, the times that you have your meals. Imagine if one day you have your breakfast at eight o'clock, the next day you don't have breakfast, the next day you have your breakfast at five o'clock, the next day you have your breakfast at 12 o'clock and the same goes for say your lunches and your dinners and it's very irregular and not frequent at all. It's going to be very difficult for you to be able to identify where the urge to snack or the cravings or anything is coming from. Because you wouldn't know that it's not normal because your body is not used to a certain time that you are consuming food. So let's say, for example, a snack or a craving hits you at 11 a.m. in the morning. You might think that it's normal, that it's physical hunger because you don't know what time or your body doesn't know what time you usually eat. So you wouldn't then, it would be very difficult for you then to be able to identify where it is stemming from and if it's actual physical hunger or if it is habitual, whether it's emotional or whether it's uh, a craving, for example. So in short, what you want to try and do or try and work on moving forward from here is to eat at the same time every single day. So stick to a pattern, stick to a routine. If you know you have breakfast at 7 a.m. every morning, stick to having breakfast at 7 a.m. every morning. If your lunch is at 1 p.m. every day, stick to having lunch at 1 p.m. every single day. Dinner at 6 o'clock, stick to having dinner at 6 o'clock. Now, these are just example times. You don't, you can, whatever time works for you, you would then work on that. Like I said, this is just example times. But try and create that set pattern and frequency of the times that you eat. Try not skip meals at all because the moment you skip meals because you think you're not hungry in that moment, that's where that hunger comes to bite you up the bum again. And that's where you get that maybe that intense craving to snack or that's maybe where you do snack because now you've skipped one of your main meals, right? And the snacking might have not necessarily been part of the plan and along with that might come extra guilt. So again, don't skip meals. If you are not hungry at the time you would usually eat, try and have something small at least. Because sometimes even though you might not feel hungry in the moment, that hunger might come smack bang and hit you a bit later on. So as I said, create that meal frequency, try and eat the same time every single day and try not skip meals at all. This is going to help you identify whether it's a physical hunger, a physical craving, whether it's an emotional hunger, whether it's emotional craving or urges as such. So this is the most underrated or one of the most underrated hacks when it comes to working on snacking, being able to identify why you're snacking and possibly more likely than not to control those urges to snack as well. And then number three, my biggest tip, my biggest suggestion, my biggest piece of advice 
is number three, volume up your meals. I've seen this one too many times and I think it it stems from diet culture where you should only be eating salads or you should only be eating a tin of tuna or you should only be eating a chicken breast. And I think that has created a fear of eating a bit more. So the moment that your meals, whether it's your breakfast, your lunch and your dinner is low volume, low calorie, that is where those fucking cravings and urges to snack come in because you're not eating volume at your main meals, possibly because you're too scared to do it because we've been made to believe that to lose weight, we shouldn't be eating a lot. But if you pack volume into your main meals, you are very easily going to remain full between your main meals. So let's say, for example, you have a high volume breakfast and my breakfast, for example, is oats, two scoops of protein powder and a banana. That's quite high volume and that gets me through till lunch. I don't have urges to snack. I don't have cravings. I don't have a physical hunger between the two meals. Then for lunch, I have a high volume lunch as well. I have a mixture of veggies. I have either potatoes or sweet potatoes. I've got a good sitting of protein on the plate as well and it's very high volume and that gets me through to dinner time. Now, I get a lot of questions on on my Instagram stories and and everything else is what's my go-to snacks? And I always feel so bad when I tell people that I don't actually snack. I don't snack during the day. And, And the reason for that is because I've got exceptionally high volume meals. Okay, so again, you would need to look what your calorie intake for the day should be on a deficit amount and then create your volume of your meals around that. So like I said, and, and this is something that I, if, if, if there's one thing that you're going to take away, right, I want you to understand this. A lot of the times your cravings or your urge to snack come from the fact that you are not eating enough during the day over your three meals. It could also stem from the fact that you are skipping meals and it can stem from the fact that you are just having a very irregular and infrequent eating pattern throughout the day. So it might not even be a big emotional crisis that is taking place that has led to snacking or cravings. It might be something as small as you skipping a meal. This is not me taking away anything from the emotional side of things. It's just an example that I'm using. Sometimes we look for a very, very big problem, but actually the problem is quite a small problem. So again, how are we going to work on that? You're going to look at creating a proper meal frequency, right? So don't be skipping meals. Try and eat your meals at the same time throughout the day. That's easily going to help you differentiate between actual physical hunger, if it does hit, or between cravings and the urges to snack. And then the best way to combat the cravings or to combat the urge to snack is to volume up your meals. Don't be scared to eat more. Calculate your calories that you need to be within a calorie deficit. And if it's 1,500, for example, split that between your meals. So if you're not a big breakfast person, then look at getting, say, a 300-calorie breakfast and then push it up to maybe a 600-calorie lunch and work it out like that. So play around with a couple of different options for yourself, but make sure you volume up those meals so that you will then actually stay full between the meals and that temptation 
or that urge to snack will be reduced. So how do you look at voluming up your meals? You're going to look at, I want to say, eating the rainbow right? So you want to look at adding a, a fair amount of veggies. You want to look at adding some carbohydrates and then focus on your protein because your protein is really going to help keep you fuller for longer. And I think people overlook the importance of protein within the diet and the positives and the benefits that protein actually have when it comes to fat loss. So like I said, volume up those meals, focus on your protein, focus on eating the rainbow, and you will be full between meals. And lastly, I just want to add, if you know that you get the urge to snack and if you've got food in the house or around you that you're going to have it, try and remove that. Now, again, I know it depends totally on on who you stay with, whether you've got kids, etc., etc. But if it's in the environment or if it is around you, it's going to be very difficult to control that. But if it's not there, it will be a lot easier to control it, right? So just keep that in mind. If you do stay with kids and you do need snacks for them, get your husband or your wife to hide it away. Now, I know that sounds extreme, but the moment that it's hidden away and you can't find it, in that moment, you're actually looking for it. It might give you a split second to think about why you're looking for it. It's going to give you that moment to pause and it's going to give you that moment to ask yourself, does this align with my goals? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm I actually was not going to record it, but I did record it. And I know it may not be the best of qualities, but I wanted to bring you something because I know that the advice will help help one, at least one person out there. So if you have taken from this episode or you have learned something from it, especially because I wasn't going to do it, I do ask you this. Can you please go over to Spotify, leave a rating and head over to Apple Podcasts and drop me a review or even just a rating as well. I will appreciate that from the bottom of my Rona-ridden body right now. I want to leave you like I always leave you guys. Keep laughing, keep smiling and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your Rona-ridden friend, Mandy. <laughs>